have a question for you. Have we become a society that likes to hide? Because since the lockdowns, it seems that some, well, they're okay with staying inside their four walls. But while we hide inside, we also have more courage with our words on social media. You know, these little devices, our phones, they give us power to say things that, well, we wouldn't otherwise say, especially if we were face to face. And this brings me to another question. Is canceling face-to-face -face relationships decivilizing our society? Today we're talking with Jeremy Keaton with Focus on the Family about how good old-fashioned face-to-face relationships could be our easiest and quickest way to securing our homes and just maybe our society as well. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Hi, I'm glad you joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. Trace is also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill. And I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal on Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherds Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. Shepherds Hill Academy is pretty much a proving ground for what we're going to be talking about today, Trace. But before we introduce today's guest, can you share with us a little bit about why you would call Shepherds Hill proving ground for the effectiveness of face-to-face -face relationships? Yeah, well, you know, uh, like virtually all teenagers living in America today, the kids coming to Shepherds Hill have been immersed in a culture that's become addicted to screens and keyboards. Uh, and I mean that in the literal sense, uh, particularly over the last couple of decades, and, and even more so uh, with the advent of the smartphone. Uh, consequently, we've all become a, a bit anhedonic, impatient, entitled, and attention deficient, uh, not to mention having our critical, constructive, and creative that's thinking true. capacities diminished. So if... if there's anything systemic to American culture today. It's systemic mental illness and emotional fragility. And, uh, you know, staying shielded behind screens and keyboards at the expense of face-to-face -face relationships is fueling a lot of this. Uh, Shepherd's Hill is largely a detox from our toxic culture. In fact, uh, our Shepherd's Hill kids are digitally unplugged for a full year. They have zero access to video games or social media for that year also. In the meantime, our kids are developing grit by living in 18th century living conditions in, in, our, in our forest with no running water, no electricity, again, for a full year. And, and they do this in the primitive cabins that they help build and maintain for themselves in those same woods. So they're getting plenty of face-to-face -face time with not just their peers, but with any number of emotionally healthy adults who can help keep them pointed in the right direction by using teachable moments and life principles that affirm a biblical worldview and a wise and healthy interpersonal skills. Uh, these kids begin to understand what common sense is. They, they realize that spending time with other people in face-to-face relationships is just what used to be called anyway, common sense. So at Shepherd's Hill, common sense still exists. And largely because common sense isn't so common in today's American postmodern world, a lot of kids today think there are just too many risks involved in face-to-face -face relationships. So they, they, they take advantage of the myriad ways that you know, all of us uh, now conveniently avoid these risks, largely through technology. And uh, it's affecting the, the personal character of our kids. Uh, but it's also affecting us as parents and the character of our entire culture as well. Uh, today, folks are afraid to be honest with one another. 
uh, because our culture has groomed us to be afraid to offend. Uh, even online, it's the unpardonable sin to be offensive in today's emotionally fragile society. You know, in a lot of ways, this is largely because postmodern thought has stripped away common definitions for common terms, which in turn mm. diminishes common sense. And speaking of common sense, it was Thomas Paine who actually once said, if you're afraid to offend, you can't be honest. But mm. we are afraid to offend, deathly afraid. So nobody dares to be honest anymore. And, and this is particularly risky with face-to-face relationships. It's just easier to hide behind a text or an email. Uh, so let me ask you something, Michelle. 20 years ago, who would ever dream that we'd have a need to do an entire radio broadcast about the importance of having face-to-face relationships? Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't that kind of been like doing a program on the need to prove that the sky is blue on a sunny day? Well, you know, Trace, 20 years ago, I seriously wouldn't have thought that I'd be holding a little device mm-hmm. like my phone right. that would distract me from deepening relationships with my friends and family. Right. And yet I, I see that all the time. Yeah. You know, today, our guest on Licensed to Parent is Jeremy Keaton, and he is going to help us well understand why face-to-face communication is so vital and so needed today. Jeremy is Senior Director of Counseling Services at Focus on the Family. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and he leads the Focus team of mental health clinicians and pastoral specialists. Jeremy, welcome. Wow, I am so glad to be with you guys and just listening, Trace, to you and Michelle talk about Shepherd's Hill and uh, it being the proving ground for this concept we're talking about today. That is amazing, incredible, and sadly rare to be in an environment where such, quote, common sense is getting onboarded um, to the brains and hearts of, of kids. That's what our family Family units are designed by the creator to be, and you're helping get those things back online for some folks that have gotten to a hard place. Thank you for what you're doing. And, uh, you know, it's just an honor from Focus to try to help families have environments where parents and kids can thrive together. Jeremy, in a generation that that boasts of, of being more connected than any generation in history, why is this generation of young people reported to be arguably the loneliest generation in all of human history? To be seen and to be known takes time and investment and attachment and eye contact and all the things that our frenetic and busy society tends to drain us from unless we're incredibly intentional as moms and dads as teachers as employers as bosses in the workplace we have to stop and see people and i think our kids um you know are suffering from from that breakdown in in the family uh in the pace of life and uh from generation to generation that compounds itself and then we have technology that adds um fuel to that already burning fire. Ultimately, we know the enemy doesn't like the peace and the shalom of God to reign in homes. So whatever he can do too, um, he's on the move against our families, but we, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to stop and be intentional, to dig into life together. And that's why I love that you're talking about this and that you're helping people do that there at Shepherd's Hill. Well, you think most Parents actually realize what's going on with their kids today as far as 
them not being connected face to face, not acquiring the attachment to one another as past generations have been uh, connected? Yeah, I think there's a variety of responses, um, but we are talking about it more as a society. If you look at the headlines, you look at some discussions that are beginning to occur, I think the fallout is starting to be, sadly, um, so noticeable that you almost have to bury your head in the sand not to realize that that our youth are paying a cost um, to some of these technology advancements that really, really outpaced our ability to mature as a society and know how to use them. So they have mm-hmm. used us. The, the pace of technology is um, greater than, than our wisdom, <laughs> that we're, we're not growing yeah. wise enough for it. And yeah. now we're, we're trying to wise up. Um, I was just reading a headline today. I believe it was um, a Disney Plus star actor and said, I have been off of my devices for a number of years. She wow. made that decision, and she's talking about that now. So I think it's starting to come up. But some households, some families may not be as intentional as they yeah. need to be. And I hope this conversation can help that. Yeah, I think intentionality is the key word. I, you know, my experience is that parents know there's a problem. Uh, they just don't know the degree of the problem uh, and, and what it's actually doing to their kids' brains. And, you know, those critical, constructive, and creative thinking capacities that I mentioned before, they they explain to Junior uh, why this or that or the other is a dangerous thing or not a wise thing. And um, it, 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 the kids just aren't catching on. Uh, and I think a lot of parents aren't catching on to a yes. lot of things. For, for, by, if you ask me, and I, and I know we have parents that listen to this <laughs> broadcast, but I'm going to say something they're not going to want to hear. Um, uh, you're shooting yourself in the foot by giving your kid a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, it's hard to complain about some of the things that they've been exposed to and some of the habits, uh, attitudes, and addictions they've acquired in their first, uh, you know, uh, 12, 13, 15 years of life, when you're when we're giving them unfettered access to a device that is um, destroying them from the in, basically microwaving their souls from the inside out. But I I do think, and I have heard uh, from the kids that come here that there's actually kind of a grassroots movement among uh, teenagers themselves to get a little bit off the grid. It's, mm-hmm. it's the cool kids that, who are saying, look, you know, I don't need this. I, I just uh, I got better things to do with my time. Have you heard this? Have, have you had any experience with uh, a grassroots movement to move away from being so plugged in? Well, there's books, there's encouragement, there's structure out there encouraging families to do this. I think that we're going to see more of it because when anything becomes overboard, there's going to hopefully be some folks in a sense sort of um, in a good way revolting. Um, And I, I do think that. You know, there are intentional things parents can do, like at our house, there was a particular piece of technology that my that one of my really bright, my oldest son, you know, really bright kid wanted to learn about some things, do some things with a new piece of technology that we weren't really comfortable with and uh, at first. And so just like your program is called Licensed Parent, uh, mm-hmm. we, we said, you know what, if, if we're going to grow that way together, we're going to be in conversation before this purchase is made. And there's going to be three short reports you're going to write about 
about the liabilities, the things that could go wrong with this piece of technology, oh, and the good. things that um, where it's being used scientifically in good and pro-social ways. And we want to hear that you know both. Um, and we'll read those and we'll decide and you will be licensed to use <laughs> this and have this. And it, it was a particular, um, you know, uh, I won't get into the details here, but no, it was a, something we weren't comfortable purchasing until we had some, we were alongside him in that way. So, mm. you know, I think it's good to go slow and even, like you're saying, to, to take some time to, to fast from these things or to mm-hmm. not go with the flow of what all the peers are doing. Right. Well, folks, that's being intentional. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Jeremy Keaton. Jeremy is the Senior Director of Counseling at Focus on the Family, Trace Embry. Jeremy and I will be right back after this break. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago when Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to his word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a one-year residential program for teens in crisis. And today we are helping you, the parent, think through the importance of face-to-face communication with your kids. Our guest is Jeremy Keaton with Focus on the Family. Well, Jeremy, exactly why are screen-free, real face-to-face relationships so important, particularly with our kids? Well, I, I want to reference um, Rebecca Rowland. Um, she wrote The Art of Talking with Children. And uh, I, I really like her list. It captures it well. Talking helps make for independent, confident, kind, empathetic, and happier kids. 
That's her her list. And, and, and let me tell you why I think that is the case. And she elaborates on this in her work. Emotional intelligence. OK, the the ability to have people skills is just a fancy way of saying people mm-hmm. skills. You're good with people has five components. Self-awareness. Okay, I, I know me. I know how to use words. I know how to label. I can talk it out rather than act it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Number two, self-regulation. I can soothe myself. I can self-reflect enough to adjust my mood or do things that help me adjust my mood in a functional way. And then number three, empathy. I can look and perceive others and give them feedback, connect with them, imagine what they're feeling. Empathy. And then four, motivation talking through things in order to to plan, in order to have a uh, big word self-efficacy, to have effectiveness in the world. Talking helps you do that. Emotional intelligence helps you do that. And then mm-hmm. five is just general social skills, being able to uh, connect with peers. Um, so emotional intelligence, all those five components come out of f- being face to face with people who know you, mm-hmm. who love you, who will help you. Yeah, and, and I think it's really important. Uh, I, I, I'm not familiar with this book, but you know, the title, The Art of Talking with Children, implies that it's yeah. adults talking to children. And I think that uh, something that the 21st century has brought uh, with, with digital technology is our kids are not talking with adults as much as they used to. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think that's one thing that's blown right over our heads as parents is that kids are taking their cues from other kids. And, yeah. and some pretty warped other kids, uh, on, maybe on the other side of the country or on the other side of the planet. How important is it, uh, I don't know what you know about authoritative community, but how important is it for kids to converse with other mature adults uh, beyond their parents? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, the scripture tells us, just to go to the word, those who walk with the wise will be wise. We, we, we cannot uh, draw from uh, a vacuum and become wise. And um, I, multi-generational relationships, you know, Trace, one thing that if there is one thing in my own life that I thank the Lord for every day I think of this was the relationship with my both sets of my grandparents. And then even in my case, I knew most of my great grandparents. Mm -hmm. We lived in a more rural community. We spent time together. I was babysat by these uh, elders and played cards with them, dominoes Mm -hmm. and went hunting. And those times were everything to my own social and emotional development and learning, observing, watching, taking it in, being known, doted on, loved by, disciplined by this investment is greater than gold in our children. It's what you guys are replicating and doing with the Holy Spirit living in you at Shepherd's Hill. This is common sense stuff. <laughs> well, it used to be called common sense. You know, in the <laughs> postmodern world, it's pretty hard to have common sense unless you're in your little you know, Christian enclave, hopefully. But uh, we, we want those enclaves to go back into mainstream culture. That's the whole uh, goal here at Shepherd's Hill is not just to impact these families, but to impact mm-hmm. our culture through the families that we're yes. impacting. But I remember as a kid eavesdropping on my parents' conversations with other m- mature 
parents and just being fascinated by, by their conversations, the things that they knew that I didn't know. Uh, the, the term company almost doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we used to have company at our home, an unannounced mm-hmm. company. I remember my dad, oh man, the Smiths are here, son of a gun. He goes back and he <laughs> you know, does his hair up and you know, puts on a little aftershave and comes out and would you know, smile, hey, good to have you over here. You know, he'd come in with a, pi- a pile of kids and we would play and, and we, would, we would hear what they were talking about. And, and uh, it, it just, I think it helped us mature. Why is it so important that we have adult company in our homes again? Well, you're illustrating it, it, and the the importance of a multi generational uh, style of living. You know, we have even homogenous groups in our churches now. Everybody's segmented uh, into their, uh, and again, there's there's merit to that, right? Common interest groups and age groups, mm-hmm, sure. But to mix that up as well, because what you're learning from one another is it's a preview of where you're headed. It gives you a little bit of context and hope. You know, I. I didn't know what it was like to be older and struggle with things, but I, you know, I there was a man at my church. His name was Gene. I spent time with him after um, school uh, while I was waiting for uh, my parents to pick me up, and I watched him walk through the trial of, of cancer. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw him praise God through that. I saw him weep through that. And I am more prepared for the day I have to face something, whatever my cross, my burden, my uh, time uh, of challenges, because of Gene. You see, I know more about facing life and regulating myself in the good times and in the bad times because of my connection with somebody older than me that Mm -hmm. spent time with me and I enjoyed him and he enjoyed me. It's not highfalutin psychology (laughs) to understand that relationships dig deep roots into our hearts. Yeah. And a struggle uh, even uh, through relationships that help build our character. I mean, Romans 5, 3, and 4, uh, struggle or suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. There's something wrong in a society when the second leading cause of death among teenagers is suicide. And the number one reason that kids give for attempting suicide is they say they have no hope. Now, if you back that scripture of line upon line, our kids are committing suicide in the richest nation on the planet because they have no hope? Seriously? They have no hope because they have no character. They have no character because it was never developed through perseverance. Yeah. They've yeah. never developed perseverance because they never first struggled for anything. I, I don't think that we, we put any grit into our kids anymore. We don't allow them to go through struggles. We're hovering over them too often to protect them from things. But, uh, you know... Today's kids were born uh, into the internet world. Uh, they know no other life. Um, in fact, many of the school teachers who teach our kids were born into the internet world and, and know no other life. Do you think maybe uh, today's kids really understand what a true friend is? Well, I think when people really experience it, we're we're created. If if we can attach to someone, if it can, if it's safe enough to attach, to use that word, to to be comforted by someone, it it, it they recognize it. Hmm. But sometimes we, at an early age, can be so um, damaged through trauma, so so harmed through you know. Um, 
uh, events that keep the brain from forming the way God made it to form. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to do some special experiences, sometimes things like what you all are, are experiencing there at Shepherd's Hill, to get that to reactivate, to get that to come online. But when somebody mm-hmm. ha- someone has a good friend, when they've experienced love and acceptance, um, it's recognized because we're made for relationship. And no it sometimes it just takes some really special um, effort and repair to bring that online for some traumatic situations in places where there's been really shattered hearts from early traumas. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeremy, as you're talking, I'm hearing a lot of uh, intention. We need to be intentional um, with our kids and with our phones. And I just know of several parents out there, maybe a few more than several, who are sitting there and they're in the, the bad habit of staring down at their phones or at their devices. Just help us understand in a fast-paced culture, what are some tangible ways that parents and kids can begin to re-engage in this face-to-face relationship that they they need. Yeah, it feels it can kind of feel daunting and and to to help and encourage parents, you know, none of us are perfect parents and we all can move the ball forward in in some area and goodness myself definitely included. I sit and talk about these ideals and yet I know how hard it is to pull it off sometimes with all the pressures that are going on. So start small and attainable and don't approach it from a place of I'm so bad and shame. Think I, here's where I'm headed and I'm going to take one step today. Uh, in this week. And one of those is just have a no screen time Sunday, a Sabbath on Sunday or pick a day and say, you know, this may feel really odd, but we're going to do this as a family. And we, we have a, a box. We can we can put our devices for this day, whichever screens we choose, all of the screens away for this day um, and um, do that as an activity together and then do do, do games, do table time talk cards. You can get little stacks of conversation cards or, or, or make some and uh, make sure that you're uh, pulling those out, using them at, at the dinner table after um, after dessert and you know, while you're sitting there. S- something short, attainable. Share your highs and your lows from the day. Um, we do that at our That's house. Good. What was your high and what was your low today after, after eating a meal together? You know, another thing... Uh, y- Especially boys, but but any teens at times may kind of go silent on you uh, when that brain is is in all of the uh, changeover with with early puberty. You could have a lot of quietness and a lot of times a drive, a long drive where you're looking out uh, in front of you at nature and there's not too intense of a moment. Kids will talk more on drive time. Use that drive time to bring up a conversation starter. Um, even a restaurant challenge. Do something fun. Um, you know, one of my sons likes to try burgers, and we'll try every uh, burger restaurant within a radius of our of our home, and keep a little journal together and talk about that, and rate the hamburgers. Like that has nothing to do with anything, does it? But it's together time <laughs> with some little silly something that is right. about doing something together. So be creative. Make your uh, restaurant challenge up. Make your yeah. make your thing up that you share as a family where you can just do something that provides you presence with yeah. one another. 
Amen. Listen, we could be talking the rest of the afternoon, but we are up against the clock. We are out of time. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today. We greatly appreciate your help and your encouragement on just having those face-to-face interactions with people. It's so important. Well, glad to be here. And if your listeners want to visit FocusOnTheFamily.com and type in screens and kids, we have other resources, some broadcast videos on this topic, some books, screens and kids or screens and teens. We'll bring up more material on this topic at FocusOnTheFamily.com. God bless you. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Jeremy Keaton with Focus on the Family. Licensed to Parent is an extension of Shepherds Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered, wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. You can learn more about this ministry to teens and their families at our website, LicensedToParent.org. Shepherds Hill Academy is expanding our campus, and we need your help. Would you consider giving a financial gift? A gift of any amount to Shepherds Hill brings hope and healing to families in crisis. You can give securely online by clicking the donate button at the top of the page when you visit licensedtoparent.org. Your gift is tax deductible. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peets is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.